Starting with episode 1011, the, the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show, the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest, so it's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash justjoshingdogcast. Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it, if you got a couple bucks, go to patreon.com slash justjoshingpodcast. Back today. Um, I started with one earlier with Gila Green, and I'm back with the great Christy Strin. I, I think I spelt your name better than you did, actually, on the, on the stream yard today, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah, Chris Sight. I mean, that's what it actually says on yours. Yeah, like right there, Christy Shin. Oh, it's yeah. it's Christy, guys. It's not Christy, but I don't know if I can change that. Yeah, it's okay. It, 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 it's the way it's the way it goes. It, it 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 it's Christy Shin. She's author of Demon of. Actually, you've done some neat stuff. I, I you came, we met in San Diego very briefly. I yeah, remember I remember you stuff. now. I remember yeah. you because the picture I was like. I've seen him before somewhere. Yeah. No, I, I I met you for all of it was like yeah, Madeline Madeline actually recommended you to me. Oh okay. okay. Yeah yeah, she actually yeah. recommended she recommended you to me actually, um because she's like hey you gotta meet, go meet this person and I met you. I think I did I get your card. I don't think I got your card. I'm pretty sure I didn't get. And I'm sad about that because I think it was just I didn't have any. San Diego's nuts. It's just the way it is. But met connected. You found me, you found each other, and, and here you are. So welcome to the yeah. show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I fixed my title because I was like, Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yay. Yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah definitely. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no. So I mean you came highly recommended and you've done some cool books. Like you have done some pretty cool books. You have your voice is super distinct, and I think that's an awesome thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's a, I think that's another time, like they said, oh, you'd be good in voiceover. And now it's like, oh, your voice is super distinct. I'm like. I'm not even, ta- I'm not even talking like your your voice voice. I mean, that, that, I'm sure you could pull that off. But I mean, your writing style too. Just oh, the way yeah. you, you have, you have a, I truly think like good stories are somewhat like, we tell our own stories in our work, no matter what it is, whether it's comics, whether it's stories, whatever the case may be you do a very like you like your stuff stands out because i think it's i i, I say this is a big compliment it's unapologetically you and i think mm-hmm. it's awesome thank you i appreciate it yeah, yeah I, i've heard that i've heard that and it's a really good compliment i mean i never get tired of hearing about it like i hear about it a lot but it's good to hear about it every time because sometimes yeah you'll have days where you're just like man is this the right thing what i'm freaking doing i don't know and you feel kind of like upset or depressed about it but then you're kind of like you go with it and then and you hear that and it makes you feel really good well, well okay so so this this thing someone like you this is you i usually it's about finding what what about you that really clicks with everybody else and but the moment you find it it's a home run hmm. because there's nothing like it out there because it's so you i think i think sometimes i think sometimes with all i think a lot of creative i have a theory about like the best creative people like people that make the most success in the industry i think the truth they're the truest to themselves even if they are sometimes writing a more formulaic piece there is something really them in there and they just find a way to do it better than a lot of other creatives do it mm-hmm. i think that's the real challenge to be honest with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like i think you can get a bit of like peer pressure because it's like you want to sell your stuff you want to do your thing you want to <coughs> forward and get it done. But there's that other bit that's like going, well, I need to be marketable. I need to do all these things. And they're just like, you know, whatever on that. Well, it, to, it, it's interesting. Like comics today it are very much about like the being distinct because I think because, because of Kickstarter, because of other avenues to crowdfund, it's easier slash harder to build an audience stay for an individual creator than it ever was. It's easy to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And the thing about a lot of mainstream stuff is, I mean, 
traditional published books, whether it's books or comics, they know what flavors of ice cream they offer. Mm-hmm. You can come up with your own flavor. And if people try it, they'd be like, that's awesome. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's like, I think people, like there's chocolate and there's vanilla and that's good. But sometimes you want to do something like with a little bit of oomph. And a lot of times people kind of don't get that they can just add just a little bit of something. They don't need to be this totally over the top person all the time, unless they are, then they are. But it's not like you, you don't have to be this totally like Superman dynamic whatever the hell it is. No, I listen, just, it's about being the best version of you, whatever that actually is or isn't. Right. And you know, in your case, like you're, you're refreshingly blunt. That's how I actually describe you refreshingly blunt. I get, I get the feeling you just, you're, you're the type of person just like, you know what? I'm just going to call it like I see it. That fuck it. Right. Yeah. It's, it was weird because it's like, I've run into that too. It's just like, I've gotten to a point where I'm just like going, you know, if you didn't do this, you would actually probably be a, a better, like you'd have a better life. And they mm-hmm. go like, and they said like, it's like, you don't really like this person. All you like about them is their fucking pool or something, you know? Like I, I, it's, it's weird because it's like, I, one of my biggest pet peeves about how people talk to each other is they say, can I be honest with you? I never, I've always hated that. I mean, I, I catch myself saying it once in a while and I really actually hate it because it's like, you weren't honest before. No, it's one thing is to say, can I be blunt with you? Because like you were always honest before, like you say, Hey, you know, I don't really like that you do this, but you know, you're, you have some tact, but when a person starts going out of their way and irritating you, and then finally you say, you know, can I be blunt with you? You're being a real asshole. Stop. Like kind of thing. So that's why sometimes it's, it's interesting because I, I don't know if it's because I'm a lot of friends because of that. I guess I do because of that. It's just because they know where I stand. Yeah, you don't waste time. You know, like like in this day and age, like like in this day and age, I appreciate my time a lot more. I would rather you be honest. If you think I'm an asshole, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, just take the time, call me an asshole, and move on. Yeah, it's oddly, it's oddly. I know where I stand, right? right? And and I, that's such a nice space to be in. Some people you're like, I don't know where the, what this motherfucker believes in, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, and, and that's in your head. So when you when you when you have that in your head with somebody, you don't trust them. It's just like, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know up from you are up from down. And mm-hmm. since I don't know, I'm kind of just gonna go like this, put my hands there. I'm gonna watch my wallet just in case, and I'm gonna try not to like you know, you know, leave myself too open. But when someone's just Fuck it. This is who I am. Take it. Leave it. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's it's a hard. It's hard sometimes, but it's better that than you know trying to be something you're not, and then ending up hating yourself for it. Yeah. Well, it's there's that because I did that for a while. Like when I was younger, like they said, "Oh, do this type of art. Do that type of art to make yourself more marketable." Blah blah blah. And I would try all these things, but it just like didn't make my art more marketable. It just kind of made me much not more noticed. And so I was like, you know, I'm kind of over it. I don't want to deal with it, you know. Oh yeah, no, I I, I totally get it. Like, it again, it's got to fit you, right, right, right. Um, you know, it, it's just gonna. You have to. You have to find. You gotta find what works for you. Like, what's marketable can change on the drop of the hat, right? You change too, but you change usually at a normally slower rate. Right. So it's easier to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. It sort of evolved. Like there's yeah. a difference between changing and evolving and all this yeah. other stuff. And yeah. I think like when you're more evolved to what you want to do, it works out better for you. Yeah, exactly. No, totally. You know, I, I, I it, it just, but again, it's a process. And I think one of the biggest things as an artist, it's, it's being comfortable with yourself and being comfortable sharing whatever you're going to share with other people. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, um, yeah. I'm just kind of at this point now where, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because it's like, you just don't know what, how things are in the unknown. Like, yeah, they, I, I hear a lot of the talk about Kickstarter, like, Oh, this is harder. That's harder. I just choose to figure out what to absorb, but I mm-hmm. don't try to go and start, you know, complaining. Like, I don't like, I complain, like I'll say, man, I need to push this. What do I do? 
but then all of a sudden I'll have a surge. So I'm like, okay, so that works. Like right now for a while, it was like 64%, like it crawled like a couple of percentage points. And then all of a sudden it jumped up to 72 and then it jumped up again to uh, 75. So, so it's like that's not too bad. Like there so was literally a dead day in between. So what do you have your Kickstarter link on you right now? So we can just switch to the audience we were talking about here. Sure. Yeah. Or anyone that's watched that watches this later. Yeah. Send Definitely. me that all, all in, send me that all important. Like I said, folks, we're trained professionals. We know what the fuck we're doing on here. Right. Yeah. There we go. That's the thing. You usually have it like very yeah. ready. So it's all good. Mm -hmm. I, I like the, I, I like the title. Very very transmetropolitan. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like going very wall. So there you go, folks. T take a look. It's demon bitch. I hate you all. We'll we'll we. We will pimp the hell out of this at the end of the episode too, but uh, so uh, so okay. What what why why I, I I guess I should this is this might be the most blunt question out of the bunch. Why demon bitch? Well, you know she's a low level demon from the thirteenth pit of hell, where people throw their dog crap and gum wrappers, and she wants to bring the second coming of Armageddon, but the first one never happened because she's stupid. So she's based off people I hate. And it's like, essentially, I just drew this because I saw people acting like stupid assholes, you know, and they were on, they were doing all sorts of stuff. So it was getting very, very, very irritating. So I just wanted to go and break somebody's, break it, break somebody's face about it. So I just went ahead and drew cartoons because I figured that was more of a legal way to get my aggression out. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not going to judge what you do in this life. I mean, I, 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 I know how little there are the rules really in this life, but yeah, it's safer for you just to draw it out than, than to go take it out. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, it's like I've been noticing people have been kind of been uh, more on edge or more shittier lately. So I'm kind of like, oh, that's nice. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. I guess I, I guess I'll ask this. Like when you, when you keep drawing about people you, you, you hate for whatever reason, do you find yourself ending up more around those people or less? I think less because they kind of can read up that I will draw them if they anger me to a point. So I'm just like going to just draw them. Okay. No, I, 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 I see me. Yeah. Like I would see me and you would have a slightly different point of forms of revenge. I would not feature them in a very serious story. I would feature them in fan fiction. I, I think well, that's 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 a, that's, a, that, that's an appropriate punishment. That sort of sounds like uh, like the Harry Potter, that infamous one where it was like the Harry Potter or whatever, and they made it kind of like Twilight or something, and they read it, and it was really badly written. Like I said, I've yeah. written virility. I forget which one it was, but it was a Harry Potter fanfic. Yeah. So 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 for me, that so there was an old I, there's an old sci-fi show called Babylon Five. I remember. So, yeah. I yeah, yeah. So so back in the day. The doctors that played Jakar and Londo played a really nasty prank on the series creator for J. Michael Straczynski, who wrote most of the shows. Yeah. He promised revenge. What he decided to do was he decided to write a very special script called the Jakar and Londo sex scene. It's a fan fiction sex. It's a fan fiction story. And it, 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 it was his revenge on both of them for what they did to him. So wow. he, he, he decided, yeah, that, that it does exist. You can look it up. Right, so it was his way to get revenge on them because he was like, "If I do anything to you on the script, you win," because on the script, you you, you had enough impact in my life to do it. Now this way, I still get to take out my frustrations with you, but I do it in a way that you're never going to share to the public. Mm -hmm. It's like a sweet, sweet revenge, right? And if you do share it to the public, I win anyway, right? Because I never intended on publishing this. Right, yeah, but you can find it. That's funny. Yeah, yo, yo, you, you, there. He actually, let's see, it was like ten years ago. He offered it as a one. He was sold his scripts like a, a multi like format thing. All uh -huh. his scripts. If you bought all of them, you got that script as a bonus. So yeah, yeah, that that was that was the thing about that, right? So I always I thought I I learned from JMS. Do not. Do not promise to kill people. They all volunteer for that shit. 
make them fan fiction. They'll be like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm going to make that like, yeah, it, 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 I'm going to make it weird. Right. Is it, is it like a, is it like a homoerotic fan fiction? Cause that would be funny. It wasn't homo. Well, one of them had a sex change. So I guess technically, yes, oh. but I mean, yeah, but yeah, it was, it was, that was, it was, it was a heck of a thing. I know more about this than I thought I did. That's weird. Oh, wow. That's okay. I never knew. Right. That. Yeah. So, so, so it was like a script and what was it about, about them? Like a revenge? It was just, it was just, it was just the, it was just a fan fiction section. It was just, it was just, he wrote a very specific scene just with those two involved. It was, it was never on screen. It was never meant to be. It was just a little joke to get even with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Russians have evil senses of wicked sense of humor is what I've learned. So just like, you know, okay, that was good. That was good. You know, it's so, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you another big, super serious question. How, how did you, why did you get into comics? You know, I always love comics. I've always been drawn to them. Um, at first, I was like, kind of like, no, I think I'll be a graphic designer because I want to be practical. Then I got fine artist, then like kind of like pop artist. And then I kind of went into uh, film. And then I thought I'd be a filmmaker. Didn't work out that way. So I thought web designer. And then that didn't work out that way. And then now it's like I'm working on then now it's like comics it's like i was always into underground comics like as a kid i always read comics it was great and i kept seeing those and that was awesome and uh i don't know then it just kind of evolved where i got annoyed at everything and then i really started drawing comics i mean i tried a couple times like i submitted to the big two it was really shitty i'm not gonna look at it as bad because like how we had the monitor stylus tablets or something it was like you know it was like all crunched up and everything. So it was kind of, kind of crazy that way. But other than that, yeah. So ah. and then I started drawing whatever I wanted and I liked underground because I used to read a lot of comics as a kid. I still do. Um, not lately though. Cause I've just been like, I'm sleepy, <laughs> you know, but uh, so now like I, I read, write and draw comics and stuff and it's good, you know? Yeah. So, is there like it, it just was just you just trying trying to figure out what sticks what spaghetti sticks to your wall i think what stuck to my wall and then i discovered it about 10 years ago and then i realized oh this is what i should be drawing about fucking angry comics about shit that annoys me that's a that's a great start and then yeah. drawing like, and drawing like actually i have actually done more serious stuff like sepulcher which is about a woman whose husband tries to kill her to marry another woman but she, he screws up, but she loses her voice forever. And that's one of the rewards, actually, on the Kickstarter. You can get signed copies of my book, other books as add-ons. But, yeah, it's just I was kind of like, okay, cool. And I was kind of happy with that. But, yeah, it's just like, I guess in my whole roundabout way, I just go with a story and I just go with it. I don't try to plan it out. It's kind of weird. But, yeah, like my, yeah. my favorite writing and drawing pissed off stuff, that makes me laugh. And apparently that's a lot deeper to people than I realize. No, it, it, it's how we cope, right? Like I, I mentioned um, Trans Metropolitan earlier, right? Whatever you may think about Warren Ellis today, that book made me laugh mm-hmm. way more than it should have. That's a dark fucking book. Like that's a, just a dark like book, but it's funny. It's legitimately funny in lots of places. Like when mm-hmm. he discovers that his machine is doing drugs, like actually making its own drugs to get high off of while serving him. It's like, mm-hmm. this is a fucked up future. And that's when I know artificial intelligence will actually truly be on our level when they mm-hmm. do do drugs, just like we do. That'll be when I know it's like, you're alive. Or close well, would they, would they Would they smoke weed or would they do pot or would they meth out or get fentanyl? Because you know if they do fentanyl, they'll I probably overdose in five minutes. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, I somehow feel it's going to be like some crazy, trippy, hallucinogenic, like mushroom kind of thing, right? It'd be their equivalent to mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. I used to, because again, physically speaking, let's say I make a robot, a robot isn't going to feel anything, right? Physically that much, but mentally, right? Like mentally, man, you, 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 you can, you can, even today, you, you make AI think down is up and up is down, 
right? We got material for that shit now. That's what I think it's going to look like anyway. Well, I was just thinking of like Mr. Bucket, like they had chatbot and something awful and they plugged it with the most worst things ever on the internet. And it just was yeah. just like, it's sort of like, hi, how are you? And then it just got more and more degenerate as time went on. Yeah, they, they, they actually shut it down. They actually shut it down because like people just warped the thing to death. I wonder what it got to at Dude. one point. It's kind of like, you know, that like movie virtuosity with Denzel, like where they were feeding Sid, like all the serial killers and shit. And then they put him, put him to life and everything. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I, I think at the end it probably just warped down to like this childlike, corrupted drive, not knowing up from down. And it's like, I don't know what's right anymore, and just randomly trolling shit at the same time. It's probably where it ended up, somewhere in that thing. Right. Social, because looking at our social media today, it's like, you know, we've gotten more bipolar as time has gone on with social media. Yeah, that's why I've never been an advocate of people going like, oh, well, people are stupid. It's like, are you coming from a false sense of, like, superiority here, motherfucker? Like, generally, you should actually go and understand people are highly emotionally reactive. Then they decide to go hyperbolic, and then they say, oh, well, you don't think there's any stupid people. Say, no, there's stupid people, but there's not as many as you'd like them to think. You know, a lot of people are highly emotionally reactive. Sorry, you know. And if you expect people to be stupid, it's like this. If you already expect people to be stupid, why do you get mad when they do stupid things? Shouldn't piss you off. Well, yeah. I mean, because then who's really the stupid person there, right? The person the person doing the stupid thing or the person reacting, right? Especially if you're not surprised. I, I think what blows me away today, um, yeah, like, th- I mean, granted, we're having a conversation. You're in California right now, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're in California. I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, right? We're having a conversation. Now, it's not a real, it is a real conversation as we're talking, but it's not an in-person conversation. There's no eye contact, right? Mm-hmm. The jokes are only halfway terrible on here. They're not fully terrible like they would be in real life. And, right, because there's a little bit of a distance. I don't know your life. I don't know what your day in and day out is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do we all do stupid shit? Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily make you dumb. It just make make you dumb in the moment. That's yeah, it. You can do stupid things, but yeah, there was a per. But yeah, but I mean, there's some people that just like, oh, people do dumb things. They're like, oh, people are just stupid. I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Like I, I, I see the need for social media because from a marketing standpoint, yeah, yeah. it has its uses. But I, I, I can't wait for. I'm, I can't wait slash dread that TikTok is overtaking Facebook in terms of like like content so I can get off Facebook because I don't like Facebook very much at this point. I'm okay with it. It's like whatever. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I, I, I've come to that point in my life where I just like less time on the screen, more time in the real world. Because I, I, I truly think the real world is actually kind of precious. Like there's lots of always cool things going on out there, you know, and it can be a magical place. I mean, that sounds really hopefully optimistic, but that's who I am. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are sometimes I'm just like going, you know, it's like you enjoy the moment for what it is. It's like I don't need to take pictures of myself all the fucking time. I mean, oh, no. it's funny because like people ask to take pictures of me, which is cool. And that's awesome. But yeah, just it's, it's like interesting to me because it's like, you know, it's kind of like, I'm not saying if you take a selfie now and then you're a bad person or you're weird, but I think if you take a selfie and, you know, like you take selfies all the time, you're just like, there's something just really inherently wrong with you. I, I think it's like people should just ask to take pictures of you if you're really that important. Oh, shit. I said something so mean. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I Like I said, I, I, I have a I have a different take, but it's it's okay. I, and I'm not saying because I don't do a lot of selfies. I look at I look at I kind of look at Oh, excuse me. Wait, I can't hear you. You gotta I can't hear you. Okay. No, not yet, not yet. Okay, that's fine.
Technical difficulties, guys. It will be done soon. Am I back? Now you are. Yeah. Am I back? Okay, cool. So, StreamYard, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, thank God. Uh, StreamYard has this thing where it kind of sometimes will, will will conk out, and I have to actually re reconnect. And that's what I just basically did. Oh yeah, that gets annoying that way too. Well, technology's not perfect, right? So I just accept it. As I was saying before, I disappeared. But however, I disappeared. Um, selfies, if done well, they can tell really cool stories. But I think I think it's. Yeah, like you gotta. Like, I do think you have to have more of an online presence if you want people to really take you seriously, All right? Unless yeah. you're trying to be bad on purpose. If you're bad on purpose, I'll, 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 I'll give you like a golf clap. Like, say, like, okay, that's good. That that that's funny, right? Because if, if if you know you're bad on purpose and you're having fun with it, yeah. I mean, if you're messing you. around with it, like there were one t- there was one time I was in the hospital, like I had to have a major operation. And I was remembering some of the girls that would take pictures of themselves, like, to get sympathy likes. Yeah. And um, so I decided to take a picture of myself with my IV and everything. <laughs> take a picture of my <laughs> And here I am waiting for the surgery, and I look like shit, because, like, I like they, I haven't washed my hair in two days, you know. Not that I wash my hair every day, but, you know, like, your, your whole beauty regimen goes to shit when it, you go to the in hospital. hospital. Yeah, yeah. Everything tends to go to shit when you go to the hospital, usually, right? And then they hopefully fix you. Although it's in the American medical industry, I, I, I get a little scared about that. But, I mean, hopefully they get you your back up and running. But, yeah, the whole time you're there, I mean, it's about just getting better, hopefully, somehow, yeah. some way. So that shit goes out the window. I mean, look what they dress you up in. Those gowns are shit, right? The food I mean, is you look shit. awful. And yeah, then you look off. And then, then you... Like- and then, like, what I had is I had an IV, and then every time I bent my arm, it would beep because it would go like, oh, no, oh, no, she's clogged up. And it's like they had just gave me saline and stuff, you know. Yeah. So you got, you got an IV, and the food is shit usually in a hospital anyway. Yeah. It's just like, so you're like, so it's just not fun any way you're going to be. So, I mean, any way to make that fun, any way to make that fun, you do it, right? So, mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So real, real quick here. Okay, let's talk comedy. Have you tried comedy? I actually have done stand-up. I just haven't been able yeah. to do it consistently. But yeah, yeah, I have done stand-up. Something told me you had that kind of sense of humor. Like you yeah. go up there and just just go out there and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I find, I find like, we're, we're talking about, like, you talk about, like, writing about dark shit. You hate, like, you hate, like, people you hate on on there. But it's like... Humor is the ultimate coping mechanism. Yeah, it's like it's interesting because it's like sometimes people can be really nasty. Like usually, generally, I've not had to deal with a lot of that. But it's weird because even your friends, some of them just are the most disempowering people ever. You know, it's like sometimes they can be. It's like they'll just keep talking about, oh, this is impossible. This is impossible. This is impossible. I'm like, that's great. Please stop building it up in my head, you know, kind of thing. at that point, it kind of questions like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Right. Why are you like, I mean, I've had better friends now, but the, some of the friends that, but I've noticed like people's friends and I've had people like that in my life where it's like, they're just kind of constantly negative where they say little nagging things to you. And you're like, why? I, so I do usually motivations. I used to do motivations on my uh, Facebook page. That's what I use it for. I do motivations and I plug my shit. Mm-hmm. I had this one person for the longest time that would like try to fight me on my motivations. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. No, it is how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, it was amazing. It's like, you look for the, any reason to be negative. And I just, I was blown away. It's like, isn't life fucking hard enough? Like, do you really need to add to what, it, what already is an obstacle by itself? Well, it's also like, you know, if something's shitty, do you want to make it shittier in your head? Like, I don't get that. And I I don't get the fact that it has to be this negative, fucked up thing. Like, granted, I've been in my dark nights of the soul where I don't see anything good coming out of the day. But it's just, I just don't see it. And I'm just like, okay, well, I know things are working towards my advantage. But it's like, you just feel shitty. But that's okay. You know, as long as you can feel like 
somehow it all work out. And even if you feel like you don't sometimes, but it's just like, excuse me, I'm perping. Um, but it's like one of those things where you're sort of going like, I just, I'm just at the same time. Like, I don't know what's going on kind of thing. You know, like, it's sort of like, I'm just going to go and just go with it, you know, and it kind of sucks sometimes. So. Well, yeah, because, well, with anything, right, there's, there are moments, there are moments you ask yourself, am I doing the fucking right thing? I, I think doubt, a little doubt's healthy, right? Yeah, like, it's normal. I, I don't think we should go and, um, we should go and discount us being human. I think people think, yeah. oh, well, you know, you got to go and plug this and you got to do that. And it's like, dude, I had a mentally tiring day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm kind of short-tempered. I kind of need to have a space to myself, you know? Sure. And, and it's like, you're not a machine. I mean, it's okay. Like, yeah, we joke about it, like this person's a machine and everything. And that's good. They put out great output or something, but it's okay to have like a moment or something. Like probably after this, after my con, I just want to kind of just relax for an hour or two and kind of regroup before I do more shit today. Yeah. You regroup, you know, deal with assholes like myself for a little bit. Then, then, then actually like, you know, get back, get back to get back to whatever work you're going to do. If you're going to even do work today, like sometimes, I, I, uh, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a UFC guy. I remember something Michael Bisping saying, it takes a lot of confidence to take a day off. It really, really does. It's just, it's yeah. about, it, it takes confidence to do it. Cause like, sometimes you're just good. Like, you know what? I, I'm not going to do anything today. I'm done. Um, you know, and then some days it's like, okay, but the trick is, and this is the hardest thing I think when you're especially trying to make a living doing it on your own is the discipline to go, okay. But tomorrow I gotta get back on the saddle. Tomorrow I gotta I can't be a lazy fucker because if you do it too many days in a row, you're just no longer taking a day off. Now you're just being, you know, not now, now you've crossed that line into I'm not doing anything anymore. So mm. but and that's a weird thing because I, I, I know there's always that dichotomy. When I take days off, it always feels weird to me that I'm not doing anything or I'm hardly doing anything. Yeah, right? I guess like, the same way too. Do shit, some shit. Yeah, exactly. You, you get to that point, and you're just like, I should be doing more. But sometimes you, sometimes like, okay, like this is my second podcast today. I want to do some more work, but probably what I'm going to do right away is I'm probably going to play video games for a little while, just because I need a break, you know. And that's fine as long as I get back mm-hmm. to what I'm supposed to do sometime today. I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, think, but, yeah, that's it, but that's, but that's. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just saying, like, yeah, no, you no, need yeah. a day off. Like, take a break during the day, of course, you know. Exactly. I mean, I've already gone for, like, I mean, I did, I've already gone for, like, four or five hours today. So, I mean, and now it's not a full day yet, but it's time to break a break. But break's okay. Then I come back yeah. and do some more I have more stuff a little bit later tonight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like and, it's, and that's it's, it. And, oh, sorry. I apologize. Go on. No, it's okay. No, no I was jumping Sometimes I think it's just your brain and your emotions have to take breaks too. Like they, they really need to rest too. Cause I used to figure, I used to think that being, um, constant, constant, constant on the go was great. And I think that's erroneous. Like what we teach ourselves, but the problem is, is that then you start to overload and then your temper flares sometimes and you snap or something. And I'm just kind of like with me, it's like, I'm kind of like mentally tired because I just had a con that I went with. And even though I love them, showrunners are great. Everything's good. It's just like, you know, there are some things that I was, I had, I have to tackle, but it's just like, okay, I know I'm on a certain level stressed out because I'm sort of ill, I'm kind of like not as patient right now. So it's like, this is the time to kind of take a break from it. Hey, Living Scarecrow. Yeah. Hey. Hello, Living Scarecrow. Ahoy, ahoy. Okay. As they say. Right. Nice to see ya. No, it's true though. Like you have to, you have to like. You got like you got to try to be honest with yourself. Like it's not like you have to do stuff because again, we're trying to put content out there. We're trying to show the world, hey, I'm real. I'm a real person or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's okay to take a break. It's okay to like kill time. Uh, so we're we're just talking about random shit. They're living scarecrow. Um, we're doing. I'm doing okay. I've had an interesting day. Uh, Christy, uh, actually. Have you had a good day, all things considered? Well, it's been good. Yeah, like uh, I, I, yeah. I had some irritating stuff happen, 
And so it's like one of those things I got to mentally tune out. But I'm running a Kickstarter too, Living Scarecrow. So there's that. That is very funny. It's about people and yeah. things that piss me off. So there you go. And I draw asshole comics about it. So you should check it out. Uh, other than that, you know, I, I'm thinking probably like after this, I'm going to take a bit of a nap. That's what it yeah. seems to regenerate me is like just take about a little bit of a nap and I wake up and like, boom. I, the biggest two things I miss from a kid are regular naps. As an adult, though, you can take them again. And I also miss recess. I honestly oh. think the world would be a better place if we all actually went out for 15 minutes a day and screamed. That could be it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Or drawing fucked up cartoons about things like just that, 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 that. yeah well uh, where are you from living scarecrow so yeah, I was wondering about that. yeah midnight that could be middle east that could be europe that could be something like that yeah europe yeah usually yeah. they're eight or nine hours ahead so that would make sense I, I I just interviewed somebody this morning, Living Scarecrow, from your not quite your neck of the woods, someone in Israel. So I, I have an idea what the time zone difference is. Okay, that works, that works. But um, no, like like the whole thing about the whole thing about uh, doing this is like again, you need the discipline to do it. By the way, that is like the best marketing copy I've ever heard in my life. Asshole comics about fucked up shit that pisses me off. It's like that's it's pretty straightforward to the point. Like it's like okay. Well, I, I, heard, I heard somebody like talk about a really hard game called I want to be the guy back in the day. And it's like an asshole game. Like everything and anything kills you. Like it's just stupid. Just things shit kills you. And you have this little pea shooter fucking gun and you have to beat the game. But it's so hard to play. So it's like they say, oh, it's an asshole game. So I just said asshole comics. Yeah. Well, good luck, Living Scarecrow. Writing your first book is always a bit of a challenge. Figuring out how to do it the first time. Yeah, it, it just right. going out and doing it and people go like, oh, well, it's really hard. I said, well, the hardest part is you're talking yourself out of it. Just write a book. Oh, I'm afraid of shit. Well, then read it. And if it's shit, then rewrite it again. But you need to write it to see if it's shit anyway. Well, also, so what if it's shit? Like, that's not really the right. point, right? It doesn't, I, it doesn't need like if you write your first copy and it's shit, that's OK. You just do it again. Yeah. Or, or until it's not. Yeah. Or or like. So I started drawing about almost three years ago. That's coming up actually in a month, my three-year anniversary of drawing. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say I'm good. I'm competent. That's all. I'll give myself confident. All right. And, but when I started, I was terrified of sucking. And then I had a really wonderful thought. I don't actually, if I treat this as a fun thing, that I don't have to worry about whether it's good or not, right? And try to do the best I can, just have fun. I can get somewhere and i have I've actually had a couple artists um um i had, a, I had an artist basically over here goes i envy you that i'm always trying to get this this shit right and you're just like i'm just gonna cook off you don't care it's like yeah you don't have to care right if it's fun right you can suck on purpose oh well i mean look at fucking uh john and vasquez of the bad art collection that's really shitty yeah bad on purpose so was filler running it was bad on purpose it was they were great books yeah, well, bad on purpose is, is super fun. Like, actually, my favorite one, comic wise, that I read not too long ago was Axe Cop. Oh, I heard it's, about it, that. It, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, world class artist, told by ten year old brother. So the story just goes wherever it goes, and it's just like, I can use this right now. This is fantastic. Uh, you know, other things like other things kind of fit that mold for me. Like, I don't think it's bad per se, but Spy X Family has kind of like that. It's just it, it it it's not designed to be a serious book, right? Yeah. So you don't have to take it seriously. And sometimes that's that's the best. Those are the best books. Hey, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be awesome. I'm just trying to have fun. And honestly, the world can use more fun right now. I think. Yeah, actually, I think I kind of I had I haven't watched read it like continuously, but I have recommended to people. Um, one of my friend, one girl that I knew from the UAE, she was asking about it, and I said, "Oh, you should read I Hate Fairyland." <laughs> that's it, that's it. Because I told her about it, I said it's like about a little girl, like when she's seven, six or seven, she gets an invitation. Oh, you have to be with the fairies and stuff. And she's like, "Yay!" And then thirty-seven years later, she's like, "I fucking hate this place. I never age, and nothing ever changes." And she's like, out to kill everything in Fairyland because she's her mind just finally snapped. She was done with it. Oh, she just went full scale murder bitch. 
right? Well, she never got to grow up. It was the same shit. All I eat is fucking sugar. You know, it's like, all right, I'm done with this. Yes, I, I want something else. I want to do something else, other things. And, and and the whole thing is, I'm gonna go. I actually have not read that one yet. It's what I wasn't sure if I was gonna go for that or not. And now it's, I now. It's actually pretty fun. Sorry. Whew. No, that's all, no. Hey, was... Taking a nap later. Um, but yeah, it's um. It's just a fucked up book. It's just funny. It's just warped sense of humor. But it's just like I read some of it. As I said, I haven't read it like all the time. But every time I read it, it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of books like that, like I said, Spike's Family, um, Diction, I heart me some Terry Pratchett. I think he's, he, he was the shit. Right? He was, yeah. He was very, yeah. very, he was a very funny British man. Oh, very, very funny. And yeah. very, very smart. Like very like those books are some of the smartest things I've ever read, and they're just like, I, I wish I was that smart and funny. I you know, well, I, think I, I, I might be, but. Well, I think with Terry Pratchett, I think with him. Sorry, I like interrupted again. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Oh, this this was time. But uh, Terry Pratchett, to me, I think he thought like a kid, but he could explain things. That's what I got from his book. Like Discworld, I think, right? He did Discworld. Yeah, Dis- that's Discworld, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I, I was like reading it and it's just like he's just got this way where he talks like you could be talking to a child, but it's not like you're talking down. You're not dumbing it down, but you're talking like, well, it was like this. It's like that. I, 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 so one of my favorite, are like his biography about himself, it, one of the things he used to say was occasionally he gets accused of writing literature. I see you have a cat. Yeah. Any noodle fucker. He likes jumping into my arms when I'm there. So I'll let him strangle yeah. him while I hold him. It's okay. It's okay. Oh hey, thanks, Living Scarecrow. Thank you. But uh no, like with um with um with like I said, he was deceptively smart. You know, and because he, he would say profound stuff in all of his work. He'd sneak up. It, it would be sneaky. It wouldn't necessarily be the point of the work. But every once in a while, he'd just say something and it's just like, holy shit, he's right. That's brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? But now it's just like, like, but that's why he was as good as he was. And like, I, I've, I've appreciated him more the older I get. Maybe I'm just sillier than I was when I was, when I was younger. Or maybe I was smarter. I'm not sure which. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe that you kind of don't care anymore and therefore you're more open to have fun. Yeah. I think, you know, when you're younger, not was a kid, like I think in between like being a teenager to being in your twenties, you kind of get the stick up your ass that you know everything. Yes. And then you kind of like want to justify knowing everything. And in reality, you fucking don't. And the more you know shit, the less of a stick up your ass you'll become. And the less of an insufferable prig you'll be. And I think that's why it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like nicer or something like that. I, I also just think it's about it's about confidence in yourself. Like I think when you're when you're like in your teens and twenties, you have a ton of passion. Like the one thing I love about people in their twenties and younger, they really give a shit. In some ways, it's better that they they, they have that energy because sometimes what they don't know changes the world. And I think that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? But in the process that you can tell that they're still looking to figure out, like figure out the missing gaps inside them. And I find when I got to 30, when I got to 30, I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with myself. Now when I'm 40, I don't give a shit. When I'm 50, I will probably be a supervillain, mm-hmm. Com- oh. complete with obnoxious red cape. Mm-hmm. Get someone actually you know to carry it for me because because you know i i look at it like you know if i'm going to be obnoxious i might as well go all the way the only thing i won't do is talk to myself about myself in the third person it's a little that that's a little weird even for me right dr doom is the only is the only villain that can get away with talking about himself in the third person i think not anyone else can doom can why does he do that i don't remember him doing that but when i saw when i've read some of the like i haven't even watched the re- recent movies but when i was watching like the really old school cartoons they showed dr doom but i didn't remember him talking in the third person but then maybe i didn't see it as much well he he does refer to he does refer to himself in the third person a little bit especially in the beginning right i i don't know if he's if it's as 
pronounced anymore, but in his early days, he did it all the time. Partly because it was how we looked at villains back in the day. Like we had more of a mustache twirling, wink, wink, nod, nod, this guy's a villain thing, right? We didn't go to evil, sadistic bastards until the 80s in comics, right? Then, then we made all our, 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 our villains like evil and sadistic, and some of them worked out better for it. Some of them worked out worse for it, right? I, I still think Superman should be the silliest comic out every month. Like literally Superman should be like the world's coolest dad that just does stupid shit all the time and have fun. It would be a great book. But but he but Batman works better when he's more serious, right? So by and large, by and large. Although it, it, yeah, the the brooding Batman's okay. Although if brooding Batman ever did the Bat 2C, I would be I would pop you know, I was like remembering smile. the conversation when I said like people were extraordinarily lazy about writing about Superman. They had to like write them all emo and shit, which is fucking annoying because it's like, oh, it's like, you know, he's supposed to be a good person, like a good Boy Scout. It, You know, you got to take that challenge and write it. Oh, no, I don't want to write it. Let's draw them all emo. It's like then you it's like we already have Batman. He's emo. And one person said, well, what about the American dream crumbling and all that? It's like, you got fucking Batman for that. He's rich, but his parents died in front of him. They were murdered. So that means money can't buy you everything. There we go. Yeah. Well, no, Super, Superman, no, see, Superman should be like he was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, where he would just go on these wacky adventures, where his powers may or may not be handy, right? Yeah. He just happened to have powers. It did, but like, like honestly, that's what Superman was like then. Like All Star Superman is the closest thing we have to that. Like it's modern, it's not that modern anymore because All Star Superman was like I think in the early two thousands, late two thousands kind of thing. But but uh, late two thousands. So it was. So it's not modern anymore. But it's the closest thing you have, and it works. Don't make Superman a serious character. Make him a fun character, and you you could have some serious fun with him. The last. The last thing you want with a character like that, you don't want that to be serious. Like, why mm. the fuck would you want that serious? I mean, it's been done. Right? I mean, there's interesting like alternatives to Superman and everything, but for the most part, I'm kind of done about it. Like, you know, I'm not into that. No, I mean, I, I mean, you got Homelander today with the boys. If you want that today, yeah, it's then to, yeah, it, it, like, do you really like? I don't know. I, I, at this point, in my, I mean, don't get me wrong. That is that that that's the probably the darkest thing I, I I still when I do watch TV it's the darkest thing I still watch, but more than most part I'm again I've hit that point in my life it's like you know what give me Bugs Bunny cartoons give me like old school Disney afternoon I'm old and crampy and I and I like my, I like my silly at this point in life because I can go outside I can I can go read other things everybody else wants to be serious I want recess I don't know maybe that makes me crazy. Oh, yes. I saw. I'm trying to sit up, and he's like, he's like a weird little monkey. I swear to God, my cat. Yeah. You saw how he was hugging me. He hugs me by trying to strangle me. Yeah, it's what cats do. I think cats are secretly serial killers, right? They're just secretly there. They just they just tolerate their 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 humans. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. Like yeah. I'm watching a buddy of mine's cat right now. It's actually he misses them a lot. Like he, like I give him some attention because again, I'm not going to be cruel to him, but I'm also not his owner, his cat. So I'm like, I'm just just enough to make him feel like again, I don't want him to feel like left out or isolated. But it's not my cat. I want to make sure that when they come back, he goes right back to them. Mm-hmm. What kind of a cat is he? I don't actually know. They I so. He, the, the guy, uh, the, so the gentleman I'm with, uh, uh, I'm helping, I knew we were roommates back in the day, and his, the woman he ended up marrying found this cat, and he brought the cat home. And at first, that cat liked me and my other, and our other roommate better than, than, than the guy with, who he's with now, because we took care of him. But, but what ended up happening is I moved out and, and the other guy moved out and, you know, they, they moved in with the, with the, the girlfriend that the girlfriend moved in and the cat was theirs. And obviously that the relation, that dynamic has changed, but I'm always, I'm always aware of the fact that when you are with an animals uh, with, with someone else's pet, um, they have their loyalties to whoever 
you don't want to mess that stuff up. You want to make sure that that dynamic's still there. Again, you're not trying to be inhumane. It's that I pet, I play with them. I make sure like they're taken care of. But at the same time, don't want to give them too much either. I see. So, yeah. So that when they come back, it's like okay, they're not going to miss me so much. Mm-hmm. They're going to go right back to where where it belongs. So. But I've known the cat for a very long time. We still wrestle sometimes. So, what kind of color is he? Is he? Uh, grayish, brown, and white. Grayish, brown, and white. I'm trying to think. He kind of is. Is he a yeah. bit stripy? A uh, little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Yeah. 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 My cat you saw was stripy. I have a black one that she's probably around somewhere. She's my shadow, and she just like goes up, and she's got this big fat black butt. <laughs> she's a black cat, but she's chubbier than him. That's really cool. Black booty kitty. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Black booty kitty. So my friend okay. who is black calls her big black booty bitch. Big black booty bitch. Okay. The the the, yeah. the quadruple B. That's what it is. She is quad B. That's yeah. what I call her. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I would take pictures of her bum and then I'd send it to him and he said, Go hit that dude. He's like, Yeah. You know, we with each other so much. It's so funny. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I I, I get why people I get like I said, cats are cool. I actually enjoy them a lot. Um if I was a little bit more like my goal with the podcast is to go on the road with it. That's gonna be next spring. And actually after this afternoon, I'm fairly certain it'll be soon. I'll be ready to do it sooner than I thought, which is great. But now I'm, I, I'm right. This is right when Calgary's winter hits. So how bad is Calgary's winter? Like I've heard of Canadian winter in general, but I don't know how Calgary is. Calgary can be the coldest place on earth. And usually has two weeks of the year. Ooh. Minus 40. Is that 40 Celsius or 40 F? Does not matter at that, 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 that temperature. It's the, the same. Oh, wow. Yeah, that temperature, they're the same. Mm-hmm. So give you an idea. Give you a, an idea what that's like. Like there comes a point where this, the thermometer doesn't matter anymore. Calgary at the winters. Okay, so Calgary has an unusual like winter in that you can have a minus 40 for two weeks. Uh-huh. Then it'll go up to minus, then it'll go up to zero. Mm. Then it'll go back down to minus 20. And then it'll go back up to like five, mm-hmm. right? And that's These are all Celsius. This is Celsius. So put it in perspective, minus 40, then to 32, then to like 40, then it can go back down to like 20. And then it goes like, it, it, it fluctuates. So we're right, we're not in the mountain range, right? So when we're cold, like cold, cold, we are the coldest place on the planet. But if you want to go per capita, like what's the coldest winter in Canada? That would be Winnipeg, Manitoba. That can go down to minus 60. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So Winnipeg's the worst. It can, and now, again, that's extreme. It's not necessarily the norm. But it gives you an idea what the winters can be like here. So, yeah. So where you're at, I, I would rather be at. If I can... It, if things go the way I think they do, I'm probably going to take my Christmas vacation, at least part of it, somewhere in California. Oh, we were making fun of that. Like, there's this one part where it's like, lol, like, um, it showed like the cold throughout the United States. It's like, oh my God, cold, cold, cold. It's so freaking cold, 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 cold. And then California's like, ha ha. Yeah. We weren't like, we had a cold snap, but it wasn't as bad as the rest of the states. Oh, no, like you guys, Arizona, like I lived in Arizona. I lived in Phoenix. I know what the heat feels like there, too. Used to walk out in that heat all the time. So I got I, so I it's weird. I've lived in both extremes, but uh, like Arizona, Florida, Texas, Texas is hot. Like, yeah, hotter than oh, that. Yeah. Than, it's uh, humid, too. It's like really humid. That's what kills. You yeah, know, it's it's humidity and the heat. Well, actually, that that's what killed like here like it's a dry cold like it's a dry dry cold so when it gets to minus we'll say zero your your fahrenheit here if you're here it feels like one thing if if you're in ontario or or quebec that would feel like something else entirely because the cold actually is wet cold there versus dry cold so yeah 
All of which to say, Canadian winters, with the exception of Vancouver, British Columbia, suck. Oh. Are they wet cold Vancouver or dry, only they're just dry cold? Uh, Vancouver is... Okay, so, so Winnipeg, I think is a dry cold i'm gonna cross my fingers on that one because i could go i could see that one going both ways winnipeg is a, is uh calgary like like saskatchewan up to like the mountain range is all dry cold right vancouver has exactly like two weeks of winter and only like one week of it actually has got snow on the ground mm-hmm. right the rest of the time it's 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 just rains like it rains twice a year in bc january to june july to december it just rains just the way it is they're in the wearing force up there so um all of which to say is like i mean canadian summers unless you're really up north can get really hot right you can get to, to um 80 to 100 degrees on average right can go hotter depending on the time of year so get you get you an idea just like our weather but yeah our winters here can be really bad and where i'm at is usually the second coldest place the country wow yeah we don't have that in california <laughs> no you don't i can get cold but it's you have earth hard. you know you have it but you have earth yeah i think we found a, we had a little tremor this morning i just laid in bed i'm like oh okay yeah exactly like like you have earthquakes you have um you can have hurricanes although that's rarer i think there in california mm-hmm. right you can have hurricanes so I mean, it's not like it's all all sunshine. Whereabouts in Cali are you? Are you southern or northern? Uh, southern California. Yeah. So your weather generally is nice. I wouldn't say necessarily the hottest part of the summer, but nice is, is I think a fair assessment. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I love. If I could, if, the, if it wasn't so expensive, I I I I'd, I'd go back to San Diego in a heartbeat. That felt like perfect. LA it's is pretty warm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, LA is just too big for me. That's kind of how I feel like it. it's just big. Well, you kind of, it depends where you live in LA too. Yeah. Oh, I, I know that. No, I, I do know that. Like it, it, it's, it's very much fine being in the right place to do what you're doing. And that's not always the easiest thing to do there, but also it's just, I like, Calgary, Calgary in terms of size, it's huge, but in terms of population, isn't as dense, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't feel as big for some strange reason as LA does, or New York does, or Chicago, or or um, you know Toronto here up here in Canada, right? It kind of feels a little bit more like a smaller town. I, I think I swear that and that seems to be my sweet spot. Sm- big enough to be a city, but small enough that I don't feel like. I'm just gonna get an F bomb on a random on a random basis. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so as, as we're getting towards the end here, um, you said you tried a whole bunch of different things, and your comic seems to be the thing that stuck. Why does why do um, why do you feel it works for you? I don't know. It's like weird because I have a story to tell, but. It, I like pictures and I like drawing. I started off as an artist. So, and I, when I started writing, um, I found out I was actually kind of good at it. So it works for me, the medium. I like it a lot. It's a storytelling medium, which I like a lot. And, you know, it's kind of like, I think I can do it pretty well. So. Yeah. You enjoy it. It makes you happy. It makes you happy. It really does, actually. Comics does make me happy. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like working around and all that other stuff. And just like, I don't know, it's just fun to play with because you could tell a story in such a unique way. I know that sounds like a cheesy fucking school thing, but it really does. It's like there's ways to t- tell the story and it's done really well. I, 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 so my favorite, one of my favorite graphic novels of all time, see if you agree, that they count. Dr. Seuss. Doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss. Because a lot of his stuff you can put like a comic book thought bubble with the characters and it works. But the thing I love about comics is, and I like, again, I like Seuss for this, but I like other like people that are more traditionally in the industry. You can get a whole story in a panel. 
like just a one moment in time you get this wonderful um very touching moment and you and it's something that's very unique to comics it, it almost feels like you can get that emotional high off a of book and other mediums but very very rarely did i just feel like the convergence with a comic is truly unique it just feels like when it really hits it's like wow i really felt that and i got that on so many levels hmm yeah, yeah. It's just like, as I said, comics are interesting because, like, you can teach, tell a story so many times, but in different, it's not just writing, it's like how you draw it, too. Which is kind of. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a storytelling language with how you draw a comic, too. Like, there, there's a lot to it that really can add to it. Um, okay. We're going we're, we're gonna to get to the end, end here because I feel like both of us need a nap. Right? Yeah, so I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm like, like no. I really talk, but I'm just like, no, honestly, you know, we, we've gone an hour. I mean, I, I mean, that's all I ask for with my guests anyway, that willingness for that. So, and honestly, um, it was a, honestly, I've enjoyed our short but sweet interaction. I've made you laugh a couple of times at our ter at my terrible joke. So I guess I'm not, it wasn't all bad on your end either. No. So, so real quick, so I'm going to ask this. I always ask this with an artist. What is your favorite thing to draw? Oh, I think I just like drawing women. Like, I like drawing myself, but then I've just done that a lot. So yep. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just familiar with it or something. Yep. You know, so it's like sort of weird that way. No, that's, that's fair. And I know it like, sounds like the weirdest thing to say, but yeah. No, it's, I mean, when you're, especially when you're getting started, like you're probably where you probably were the best resource. You've done it enough times. You're just like, okay, I'm ready to do something else. Right. Right, so. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so you got a Kickstarter going on. How, how many more days for your Kickstarter? I think I got 17 days left. Okay. And uh, we have PDFs. We have signed books of the graphic novel, Pen15. And then I have uh, Demon Bitch, Demon B Meets Mr. F Word, which is actually a kid's book. And looking down here, I mean, it's just like a lot of other stuff right over here. It's like just it's just basically a charm and a magnet i mean there's a pin and a magnet the pin is like hello i am shippered and how that happened was is that somebody said that they were one of my characters over and over and over again saying oh the bathroom is white like mine you're stalking me and everything and we were laughing because one of the characters is named shippered and one of my friends said oh so they're a piece of shit so they're a piece of fucking shit is that what it is uh, so they're laughing their asses uh, off uh, uh. I'm actually looking at it right now. Like, like it's, you have a very, like, you have a very dry wit to you. Like, you really do. You, 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 like, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised you've done comedy. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and also, like, the last one is Blunderfuck Magnet. So what it is is that somebody actually messaged me thinking that it was them. Demon bitch. Somebody in Demon bitch. And then they told me I should go get fucked by a blender. And I sat there and I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh God. I was uh, like, why guys? So now I made it into a bit. And even if they say, oh, well you drew me, I said, you know, I ran into four or five of you already. You guys suck anyway. <laughs> I see. What is Blender fuck? So I, 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 how do I put this? So not, not, I just hope you know, do you remember JoeCartoon.com? I kind of remember it. Yeah. You remember the gerbil in the microwave? Oh God. I don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah. There's this, so somehow this this conversation right here, I'll put my brain back in that place. Like I said, I'm a twistedly warped since it's dude. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, actually real quick one last thing. If people want to contact you beyond supporting the Kickstarter, how would they do it? Well, they would go on www.horatorstudios.com. There's my email there. You can send me I mean, you can contact me there via my email. Or it also has links to my social media so you can DM me there. Facebook is the easiest way to do it. Oh, shoot. Um, I, 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 I put that in the wrong spot. I put that in the wrong spot. I'm, I'm, I'm skilled. I'm skilled. They gave me an award for this, Christy, a long time ago. I, you can tell I, I'm good at what I do. I'm, I'm good at my job or something to that effect. There we go, folks. Check her, check her out there. Contact Christy there. And Kickstarter's for 17 more days. You're at 75% of your goal, it looks like. So we'll bump. So I imagine you got cool bonus content 
I will. Like if we manage to get the stretch goals, that'll work. Yeah. I, th I think we will. I think you will get there. I think you're going to, yeah, I hope you get there probably within the next few days. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's been kind of pretty steady. So it's like, I, it's not as quick as I'd like it to be, but hopefully it'll be very quick. Well, usually, usually if you get to, like, you would get to where you're at, you'll, you'll usually make, you'll make your goal. So hopefully we get there so you can get to the cool stretch stuff. But uh, Christy, mm -hmm. uh, I think we have an interview here. What do you think? I think we do. Okay. So that folks, that'll do it for now. I got a really cool guest on Thursday. I may do something. No, sorry. Friday. It's not Thursday. It's, no, it is Thursday. I am, I am, I am out of touch because I too need a nap. Thursday, this Thursday, I have another guest for the show. Uh, but until then, folks, I'm just going to say thanks, Christy, for coming on. Check out her Kickstarter. It's funny. Like, honestly, folks, legitimately, she has a really wicked sense of humor. Go check out her Kickstarter, right? Or go do that. And that will do it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode. Just joshing. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired. Keep shining in the dark. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC, hosted by Chanel Bostic. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chanel shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Josh. Josh.